Big Fluff. You know what she said to me? After we planned out our whole year together, which did not include Claire on Thanksgiving, by the way, she said, I love you to the moon and back. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. That really is beautiful. Okay, hold on, Claire. Do you know what the actual distance is between the moon and back? Do you? No, you don't. Two and a half weeks. And that's how much longer we were together. You'd think it'd be longer. You'd think it would be longer, but it's not. And then you find yourself in the kitchen on Thanksgiving with everyone breathing down your ass about a meal you don't fucking care about anymore while fake old fucko Shamumu Claire tells you to be thankful your ex got engaged. And it takes all your might not to take her shitty looking purple Los Angeles garbage pie and punch it right in her asshole. Hey everybody, I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Andy McIntyre. And this is Silver Linings Playback, the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver lining. And before we even get started, Joel, what are you thankful for? I mean, I'm thankful for this podcast, obviously. Uh, I'm thankful for the friends that we've made doing this podcast that we've trapped uh, by doing it. I, I'm specifically talking, of course, about Stephanie Smarr, recent guest, and Jonathan Davenport. Um, I'm thankful for my wife and my dog and, uh, you know, stuff. Glad I'm alive. Nice. You really put me on the Are spot. You? I didn't think about this, but <laughs> some days, you know, not every day, but today I am. How about That's you? good. How about you? Uh, I am also thankful for this podcast. Uh, I love that it's been a way for us to keep in touch not that i think we would have anyway but this gives us something to work on together and i think that's really great <laughs> um i think we would have I, I don't think we would have lost touch you moving across the country well I, really I, I mean i've been across the country like five years and we've only been doing the podcast for one of them so we we still kept in touch but we talked about doing the podcast for about four years that's true it took us that long it took us that long and a pandemic to be like all right Let's let's, right, let's do this. Then. Let's get Andy some recording equipment. <laughs> uh, you know, um, but yeah, I'm thankful for the friends we made along the way, the silver linings we found. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thankful for my wife. My I'm wife. Sorry. My wife. <laughs> my wife. Um, I'm thankful for my job and I'm thankful for, you know, uh, I'm thankful to be alive as well. Today or in general? Uh, as an individual, I'm thankful to be alive. Okay. As a species, take it or leave it. I mean, we've only got a few years left anyway. That's so. true. So just enjoy it while you can. Yeah. Why not? Um, I guess we're asking why we're thankful because we're friends. Because this week, we watched Friendsgiving. And also this week is Thanksgiving in case. Yeah, that's right. Thursday is Thanksgiving. Yeah. So it's uh, a good time to check in to see what we're thankful for. Yeah. So that was the, you know what I, I was thinking about too at the top here before we actually talk about the movie Friendsgiving is it, an interesting thing because it, like we said, this is now, this is the second November that we've, we've had this podcast. And uh, obviously one of the other things that we both should have mentioned that we're thankful for is having watched the movie Money Plane. Um, but if, uh, we talked about it before. Last year we did heist movies. Uh, you know, this year we did food movies, the, the, but the truth of it is, and I think, you know, as we think about this movie, 
you can't really do Thanksgiving movies because I don't think that there are a lot of Thanksgiving movies. It's There's just, like four. Yeah, because Halloween gets movies because uh, horror, horror is a popular genre. And then people, even then, people are still, they're chomping at that bit to get to Christmas. And so Thanksgiving is an often overlooked holiday cinematically. There's really, I mean, to me, I think the best one that I can think of uh, is planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, it's. I think that might be the whole list. Yeah, and I mean, there's yeah, there's not a lot uh, else out there, really. There's like a demonic turkey horror movie that's about Thanksgiving. I think. I also think John Candy. I think John Candy might have cornered the Thanksgiving market because I I feel like Uncle Buck takes place around Thanksgiving. Maybe I think it does. Yeah, I think he really was interested. The the John Candy, John Hughes, the John John train. The John Johns were really interested in Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think there's some good TV that you can watch. You know, there's some classic. I mean, Bob's Burgers, I think, is yeah. has become the the king. Uh, but you know, there's there's a lot of good uh, TV episodes. Couple good can, Simpsons episodes. Couple good Simpsons episodes. There's uh, if people have watched, uh, don't trust the bee. Uh, there's a fantastic that's, a great, that's the, might be the best episode of that show yeah it really might be and it's it's one of the the go-tos for for me and molly uh for sure what let me ask you this what, what are you doing on thursday uh i'm actually uh former silver Lines playback guest john windmuller and his girlfriend are coming over and we're having dinner nice that sounds yeah fun. and and uh his He's bringing his dog and we're going to have my mother-in-law's dog. So we're going to have dogs to watch play together. So that'll be fun. That's really what you want at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've seen my mother-in-law's dog, but he is, he's like picture Sprocket from Fraggle Rock, but white. And that's the dog. Mm-hmm. And I have seen the dog and it's great. And I love every time uh, you and your wife end up watching the dog because it's adorable and you post photos. Yeah. Dogs so are yeah, great. So that's, that's what I'm doing. Add dogs to the list at the top, too. Thankful yeah, for dogs. dogs. I'm thankful for dogs. Dogs are yeah. great. No, they really are. So what, what are you doing then? Uh, we're going over to Rachel's house, to Molly's nice. cousin, Rachel, who you've met. Uh, that's where yeah. we got. We yeah. should have her on the pod at some point. We should. Yeah, she's, she's too important for this podcast, but we'll see what we can do. Like, Hard disagree. No <laughs> one's too important for this podcast. <laughs> uh but yeah so we had a top chef all-stars finalist and a guy who makes wrestling gear we are we are at the peak that's true also throw it onto the list while we're at it too thankful that xavier woods won the king of the ring yeah me too and the biggie's the champ and the biggie's the champ uh yeah just all of that like really i i don't want to be like i we you know like i i just want to note that all of that's happened since we befriended jonathan davenport so that makes me happy that's that, a good point yeah yeah we can't take credit for kofi mania but all the rest is that's i think mostly us yeah so if like stephanie smart ends up coming back and like winning a top chef all-stars or something then then we'll know for sure that it's this show but but right now we don't have enough data i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that she doesn't want to do that again. <laughs> I would guess not. If I was her, I wouldn't want to do it again. For sure. Um, <laughs> and not because I think I don't not say that she, I don't think she enjoyed it, but like 
I don't know. She seems happy in life. And that seems very stressful. I imagine for the people that do it, it's like the Hurt Locker. You know, it's like the, it's like Jeremy Renner is in the grocery store. Like, I think you either have and that's Richard Blaze that I'm describing. Like, he, I think yes. he has that. But I think other people, they, they find it seems very stressful. I wouldn't want to do it. No. Like, and I'm not a cook. So I think I would get I would get eliminated quickly if I did that show. Yeah, I'm always amazed because I really like to cook. It's something uh, that I the older I get and the more time that I have to do it. I really enjoy it. And there's things I really like making. But I am someone that I need the the instruct like I need a carefully laid out uh, recipe to follow. And if I have a recipe, I can do well with that. Like, I I, I think things come out well. I, I can read them. I can. But like that thing where it's like Padma comes into the kitchen and it's just like, okay, everybody, uh, go look around the pantry and then make something that fits these requirements. I that I don't have that skill at all, so I can't I can't improvise. Yeah, I've I've developed a few recipes of my like on my own. Like I've I've like whipped up some like sauces for chicken wings that have come out pretty good, and um, you know, done a few other you know randomly stir fries or whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm not a particularly good cook. So I, I, yeah, I think I'd get a limit. I don't think I'd make it. I think I'd get kicked out after the first quick fire. They'd be like, no, you need to go. Who's cooking for your Thanksgiving? I actually can make a good turkey. So I'm, I'm making the turkey. Okay. All right. Nice. Uh, I, I did. I did one last year for Thanksgiving and for Christmas and they came out good both times. So nice. You do Thanksgiving and Christmas turkeys. Yeah. Wow. Well, I just did turkey breasts, but. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Cause we just, cause we weren't. For both, it was just, I think, uh, my wife, my mother-in-law, and I, so. Because, you know, it was the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Who wants a third of a turkey? Right. N yeah. Nobody. No. Uh, yeah. All right. Have you ever done a Friendsgiving? And now we're transitioning. Now, now we're going to talk about this movie. We're yeah, we're going to slowly lead in. This is, yeah. this is the plan. Uh, no, I've actually never done a, th a Friendsgiving. This will, this will be the first year I've had no family present whatsoever for a Thanksgiving which is sort of interesting. It's interesting that you don't count your mother-in-law's family. I mean, that... No, she's not going to be there this year. Oh, the dog is there, but not her. Right, just oh. the dog. Okay, it's interesting that you don't count We're watching your... the dog because she's going to visit Jess's sister in Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. Interesting that you don't and we're count... we're not going. Your wife is family. What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, okay, my wife is family, but you know what I mean by that. Yeah, no, I know. I'm I'm giving you a hard time because you know I don't, I don't. If people listen on a recent podcast, you really tried to stick it to me, so you know, getting you a little little taste yeah, of that me medicine. Not calling my wife family is exactly the same as you thinking it's okay to make fun of the mentally handicapped. Well, in that neither of them happened. So when I say that you don't consider your wife family, then yeah, it's as true as the thing that you actually more true because you did omit her when the thing that I that we're not even talking about didn't happen at all i think if people listen to the tape it's pretty clear yeah you definitely didn't say well i think it's okay that they're making fun of this is definitely not what style. i said <laughs> not true okay i'm thankful for jo joel embracing his biases in 2021 uh in full face of cancel culture in the woke mafia I'm not. I, no, none I, of that happened. And for a stupid. second, like, and I wanted to yes and that, and I was like, I can't, I can't be that character. I really can't, you know. 
Oh, no. God. All right. Um, uh, but no, I've, I've, uh, to get back on topic, I've never done a Friendsgiving. So this will be the closest that I've done to that. Nice. All right. There you go. What about you? Have you done a Friendsgiving? Uh, we did one when we first moved out here. Uh, Molly and I, like we, because we stayed, I think you met Ryan and Aaron. Uh, yeah. Who we, we stayed with in San Diego. We actually did because we, we came out in July. Uh, and then that Thanksgiving we spent with them and their friends. And that was really fun. Nice. Yeah. yeah those are good. They're two, two good dudes. Yeah. No, that was super fun. Uh, but yeah, that was about it. Like usually most of the time, like I would do it with my family. And then since I've moved out to California, like, um, you know, we were lucky that like Rachel's nearby and we can do that. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, and she's good people. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Friendsgiving, uh, yes, came out 2020 movie, 2019 movie. I think, I think it was filmed in 2019, but I'm looking at IMDb and it says 2020, but yeah, I think maybe it took a little bit to get released. Yeah. Starring friend of the show, Malin Ackerman. <laughs> yes. Uh, in our hearts, future guests, Malin Ackerman. Oh man. That yeah. would like, I, I, she might be second. No, she's like. I think the third best to get it's Kelsey Grammer one, Nick Cage two, Malin three. Mm -hmm. And out of the three of those, probably we have the best chance of getting her. So that's, I don't know. Nick Cage is a loose cannon. He's a wild card. You never know. We'd have to like run across Nick Cage in, does he, do you think Nick Cage like is just out in the world? You, you never hear stories of like people running into Nick Cage. I don't think he's accessible, but I feel like that's how it would have to happen is uh, something like that i'm I'm leaving that up to you because he's much more likely to show up in la than he is in baltimore so you never know though that's the he, thing with, he is a, we've established he is a wild card i think if either one of us had a castle that's where he'd be most likely to be but all right so step one get a castle yep step two get nick cage to visit the castle <laughs> step three make him do the pod mm -hmm. and that's that Step four profit. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and then we retire. I think if we get Nick Cage or Kelsey Grammer, then we have to retire. I hate to tell you that next week's our last show. I was gonna spring it on you as a surprise. Oh but... damn. Damn. That's weird. That's weird because I know the movie we're doing next week, and neither of them are in it. And it's an like I'm happy to discuss it with them, but it's an odd that's choice. That's why I think it works so well. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a party. Yeah. Uh, with a bunch of guys. <laughs> That'll be hilarious to all of you next week. All right. Yeah, but you're going to really love it. Um, no, they're not. Uh, neither Kelsey Grammer nor Nick Cage is going to be a guest on the show next week, as far as I know. But maybe Malin Ackerman. We'll see. But maybe Malin Ackerman. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but either way, Malin Ackerman, Kat Dennings, Aisha Tyler, uh, Jane Seymour, bunch of other people in this movie. And it's a movie. It is. So, yeah, basic pitch is uh, Malin Ackerman and Kat Denning are friends. They originally plan. They're, they're both kind of coming off breakups uh, of for Malin Ackerman's Molly character. Uh, she's going through a divorce. She's now a single mother. Uh, Kat Denning uh, is recently ha has realized that she wants to date women and is coming off of like 
I think it's, is it her like first serious relationship or one? She doesn't seem to have a lot of experience dating women, but this is like. Um, I think it's her. I think it's not officially said, but it's strongly implied that it is her first like serious girlfriend. Yeah. So she came out at 29. Yes. So, so she, so they're both dealing with the breakups and they're originally, they're just going to have just uh, the two of them. Thanksgiving, just the two of them. And then a lot of like it, it continues to just balloon. Uh, the, the guy that Malin Ackerman is hooking up with gets invited. Um, the, I forget who else is their friend Aisha Tyler, Aisha Tyler. Yeah. She calls like, but it's, it's a, yeah, pretty quick people just start like kind of, glomming on and then those people you know how parties are those people invite people right uh, uh malin ackerman's mother played by jane seymour shows up out of nowhere mm-hmm. um her ex-boyfriend ends up showing her up boyfriend gets invited by the mother uh aisha tyler invites a bunch of lesbian suitors for uh cat dennings mm-hmm. and then chelsea peretti shows up because she's i guess friends with someone she seems like she's friends with both of them but they all well she seems like she's in the same social circle as the two main characters, but they don't seem to like her. But they right. they both know her well. But yeah, I don't I don't know how she got invited exactly. But yeah, yeah so then uh you know, so then they're all having Thanksgiving and, and it's at uh Malin Ackerman's character Molly, her house. Also, she is an actress in the movie. For like, yes, she is a like a not a huge movie star, but enough that people recognize her in public. Yeah, that she has. I forget what the, they called it, but there's a movie that she just did. Pluto that I, Raiders. Yeah, that apparently she did with Meryl Streep, according to a joke in the movie. Um, but yeah, she she's just done that. She she's somewhat recognizable. Like, it seems like people recognize her when she runs into people in the world like, she's like that level of recognizability that people do a double take mm-hmm. it takes them a sec she, yeah yeah she's probably the type of person that like a lot of people recognize her and think nah that can't be and then like after she leaves like wait i think that was mm-hmm. molly hug and kiss yeah i don't remember her last name i don't either ackerman no that's her real last name oh dennings that's it <laughs> And then her best friend is Abby Ackerman. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then Kat Tyler. And Aisha Peretti. <laughs> yep. They just did a one-to-one shift for everybody's name. Yeah, they just... They just moved them over. Like, literally, like, cut out the last names and just slid them down. Like one of those old Dakota rinks. <laughs> Yep. All right. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's just sort of like one would think that the next sentence would be and then wackiness ensues, but they just kind of have a mediocre Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think that's the thing. So I don't know the best way to tackle this movie because I, you know, maybe well, well I'll, I'll get a temperature check from you on this. But like I, I laughed at parts. I, there were parts there were there were quite a few scenes that I, I enjoyed a lot like there there's a lot of it that I liked but I I would say that like probably the reason this movie's maligned is that it didn't feel cohesive and yeah like to your point I think the the genre the the expectations you expect it to be like I think tonally it was unclear where they were going for because it felt very grounded but then there were some flourishes 
of uh, ridiculousness, but not enough. Like, I, I feel like everything needed to be heightened. You know, like they could have pushed everything a bit more. Yeah, like this this movie should have been more farcical than it was. Yeah. And, and so I think I mean, because like just as an so if you list it, you know, like this is a movie where Kat Denning's character takes mushrooms and then sees three uh, like fairy godmother uh, lesbians that like guide her on her path. It's a movie where the guy that Malin Ackerman is hooking up with accidentally sort of breastfeeds a baby because he's shirtless and the baby latches onto him. Like it's a, it's a movie where Malin Ackerman's mother played by Jane Seymour is trying to sleep with her ex. Malin Ackerman's ex-boyfriend. And I think if you say all those things, it, oh, it's also a movie where Aisha Tyler ends up kissing Kat Dennings. Kat Denning. Like, like full on making out with Kat Dennings yeah. after she also took mushrooms. Yeah, they make out both on mushrooms and then uh, Aisha Tyler's daughter walks in on them. Like, so if you say all those things, like you're like, oh man, what a wacky, like farcical comedy. But the rest of like, it's kind of those things. And then the rest of the movie is actually very grounded, oddly. Like, so it's like, it, yeah, it feels like they should have. It, this is weird because I feel like this is a note we've never given on this show before, but it actually feels like they should have gone broader, that it actually feels yeah. too grounded and too normal. Too real. Yeah. And I think they needed to push the comedy more and go bigger in a lot of the scenes. Yeah. I'd say the closest thing to a broad character was Chelsea Peretti. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's playing this like um very like what is it that she actually that they say she's the one who brings the mushrooms she's like a very like well, no hippie. she's a shaman oh that she gets, that's right she gets aisha tyler gets them from chelsea yeah. peretti's character yeah she's a then shaman shows up later yes yeah and we she's hear, a, and she's a, well she likes to say a shaw woman yes but yeah that's we we hear about the character for a while before she shows up but yeah she is very <laughs> like, like i enjoy like probably one of yeah and i think that's that's evident like she's probably the the silliest character in the movie and also probably the one I enjoyed the most, like, because yes, it works. I, like I, I would save, I'd say one of the biggest laughs was a scene of hers. Yes. Yeah. Not but to it, get ahead of, to the silver line. But, but yeah, yeah. The, the whole time, like she's kind of pushing everybody else. The, the clip that we played at the beginning is, uh, I think one of the first scenes that she's in. And like, mm -hmm. as soon as she shows up, yeah, she's like really like everyone else's frustration with her is very funny, but yeah, like, I think everybody else needed to be on that level. Like they, they all felt too grounded when you want them to, again, cause it's a movie where like, yeah, the Malin Ackerman's ex-boyfriend is flirting with her mother in front of her. Like that's right. you like push that, like make them really like really kind of gross in how much they're. Yeah. Like they could have gone way more over the top with that. Because I think that's a, and it's an interesting thing, because this is something uh, that well, uh, I think also we'll go ahead. Well, I was just going to say uh, the other show that, you know, I do another podcast, uh, Hobo Radio. And uh, that's something that the uh, Lars, who I do that show with, has talked about, too, where it's like when you do comedies that are really grounded, then everything plays differently in terms of like, so. It, it's funny if it's really silly that the mother is like flirting with the ex-boyfriend like rid like ridiculously like where if it seems like at any moment they're about to like rip each other like if you really push that to a comedy level but it, like at the level that they did it in the movie it just feels really upsetting like 
like you it feels too real and you're just upset on Malin Ackerman's behalf like this is upsetting to watch this is cruel that they're doing this to her versus like there's a there's a way to push through that to like a sillier world where I don't know this is just how her mom and her ex-boyfriend function right and the thing is like Alex Hansen the actor that plays the ex uh boyfriend played that character on Ryan um, Hansen or Ryan Hansen that's yeah. right uh played that character on uh party down yeah yeah exactly like his like party he played, down. That, he played that exact character yeah no yeah Ryan Hansen and party down yeah is exactly like the kind of guy uh yeah so I think that's it is it's just like I think a lot of those choices uh just yeah just didn't and then I mean I don't want to skip ahead because there's probably other stuff to talk about, but I, I have a lot of thoughts about the ending, which was utterly bizarre to me. Like the whole just, peanut allergy thing? Well, yeah, like just like it seemed like we were having this movie of just like uncomfortable Thanksgiving dinner. And then I, I get the sense that. In making the movie, you know, when they're maybe looking at it, I don't know how much like improv happened. I don't know exactly what the script looked like, but like it kind of felt like they got to the end and realized they didn't really know what to do. And then they went with like a very strange Cat Denning and Malin Ackerman have a huge fight that where they're starting to like in some sense, it makes sense. Like, I understand Cat Denning's frustration with like we it was just going to be us and then it blew up into this thing and. But then they're bringing up a lot of information, like for the first time about Kat Denning's relationship and about their dynamic and like all this stuff that seems to come out of nowhere because it seems like they need to have a conflict because we need to get to the ending. And then, yeah, then the baby has an allergy and has to be rushed to an emergency room, which is like, again, a big, serious choice. That's not a comedic choice that feels like, oh, God, like now we're watching a baby that could die. Which is not a funny choice to make. And then it just kind of is like, ah, it's fine. The baby can go home. And now, like, it just all felt like out of nowhere and just yeah, it, like. It was felt, a huge left turn. Yeah. And felt like a mistake, I think. Well, and the other thing was like. I'm sure a world exists where you could play up the farcical nature of something going on with a baby. Tons yeah. of movies have done this. Yeah. But like they handle it really well. And like, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to watch a movie where someone parents well. Right. Well, and especially like, I, you know, I get, I think I, yeah, I think so much is muddled. Like, I think, I think part of it is they needed to make a stronger choice about Malin Ackerman's character and why she was doing this, because I don't feel like I ever really understood why she wanted to have this Friendsgiving. And at the end, like I said, they start throwing out some ideas, but they seem like they come out of nowhere. But like maybe she's usually a really overprotective mother. And since her husband left, she's been really like fixated on the to loosen up or yeah fixated on the baby and everyone's telling her that she needs to loosen up and maybe that's why they had the friends giving and then everyone else is like really like we got this like we're gonna watch your kid and then shenanigans happen with the kid or something right. and it's like it's again she's afraid something's gonna happen and then something ridiculous happens a bunch of balloons get tied to the kid and he begins floating away into the sky or, or whatever, something right 
but again, not like an allergy that up in the photo booth that they rent. Yeah. And like, yeah, they're driving him away and they have like any like I think a, a situation where everyone is trying to hide from Malin Ackerman that her baby <laughs> is like in some kind of again, possibly scary, but actually more funny. And we are not ever worried about the Just safety like of a child. Baby's day out style. Yeah. Like if you do like a baby's day out thing. Yeah. They were like, nobody really knows where the kid is. And then you kind of do that like last minute reveal of like they're about to tell her and then the kid like pops up somewhere you know and then it's like right. oh he's right here you know and like it's like every episode of buttons and mindy on animaniacs exactly or like yeah i i mean it's popping into mind there's like a malcolm in the middle like that where with jamie like where he falls through the ceiling and they catch him in a shirt at the end or something like something right. like that like there was like and yeah it feels funny and it's not a kid might have an allergy and die because a good like because that's the other thing too is like Kat Denning is the one who gives him like a a small like taste of of like this pie that she made which like pie yeah which like she doesn't know is wrong she doesn't have kids and then everyone's like oh you should know that but it's like she does like again it's it's not a big enough and silly enough choice to be funny it's just sad well yeah and then like one of the things that like nitpickier podcasts will all or like shows or whatever will point out about movies is like all of these problems could be solved with a cell phone. And that's exactly what happens in this movie. Like, where's the baby? We lost the baby. Wait, let me just call Malin Ackerman. Oh, yeah. the baby's at the hospital. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Like no drama, no comedy, no panicking. Yeah, like I think I think that's it. Like at every turn, this movie makes reasonable choices, which again is not what you want from from a comedy like this. Like you want people making bad choices, and I think too many people made good or or more grounded choices. Right, you want people making bad choices that they feel completely justified in making. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, and even like I think the the kissing scene is a situation like that too, where it's like. They get caught and then it's like, then it just becomes like this very real fight between a husband and a wife about the fact that she kissed her friend, which again is like not funny. That's that's no, that's a real thing that I imagine a couple that commits to monogamy would fight about. Yeah. So it's like, again, I think these choices like, yeah, it's like anytime they there's a something that could be something that you do laugh at. Like, like I said, there's a lot of times I laugh, but then it's like then it makes a weird turn into uh making you feel bad about it <laughs> like no this is serious now like you know it's just yeah yeah like tonally it it kept steering back towards uh grounded drama instead of silly comedy when it should have been going the other way 100 percent. and yeah. like i think another area is just another dead end where a lot of the i feel like a lot of these scenes and i don't mean this as a value judgment, positively or negatively, I I'm gonna guess weren't tightly scripted. No, it's him. It, that's why I was saying I don't know how much improv there was. There's not a lot of information about this movie, but it felt like, and especially if you watch the gag reel at the end, like it seemed like there was a lot of freedom for people to to improvise. Right, and dialogue. I think that's fine. I think the people in the movie have enough comedic chops and talent to do that, and so I think it was a good choice. Yes, but. The number one tenet of improv is yes and. Mm -hmm. And one of the most fun and interesting premises of the movie was all of the pseudorettes being brought before Kat Dennings 
And she shot them down without a second thought immediately. Yeah. And it was kind of neat that the two of them ended up getting together with each other. But like, like why open that door if you're not going to walk through it? Yeah. You're not even going to look through the door. Well, yeah. And it was weird because then like at the end, Kat Denning did her dating profile thing. But yeah, to no one. And it ends up with no one. It ends up with only the vague promise of a phone number from apparently the only employee that works at the hospital on Thanksgiving. There's only one. Uh, the, yeah. That, she, that, she's one nurse who's on call. Who both like. Yeah, you need to see a doctor. You're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. The nurse that both uh, like does your intake, then takes you to the room, then checks on your baby and then releases you and also bills you, I guess, all of those things done by one person. I'll tell you what, maybe this movie was all just a screed about streamlining the medical system in this country. That was probably it. Yeah, that was another I think weird. They went th- the long way around to do that. But I mean, I can get behind that message. Yeah, that was another weird thing, too. Uh, also, uh, sorry, two things. One side note, I couldn't help but thinking watching the movie, uh, how much everyone would have spent on the ride shares that they did, because like Malin Ackerman and Kat Denny take separate ubers or lifts or whatever they are uh on thanksgiving you know that surge pricing like and then they take one back plus the the boyfriend takes a separate like so there's like four different rideshare vehicles that had to be ordered on thanksgiving night that's a few hundred dollars that's yeah hundred that's probably more expensive than the er bill if she has good like because she's she's in the she's a movie star she's so sag she, after for sure yeah so she has sag insurance so the kid like she's paying less uh but uh but no, the the other thing that I was going to say, there's like a weird choice. This one woman that's the only person that works in the hospital at first is like super judgmental and is like, have you been drinking? You don't know what happened to your baby. You didn't watch it. And is like really mean. And then with no change, like nothing changes in like what we see. The next time we see her, she's just like, oh, you're that movie star. I'm super excited to see you. And it's like, what? <laughs> and they could have like maybe made it clear that that was what brought about the change but it didn't it seemed like she was a different it seemed like she was a different person it seemed like they (laughs) that scene was supposed to have a different actor (laughs) and they didn't have that person on the day so they just told her to do it It is honestly what it felt like it felt like two completely different people that she was playing I mean, that actress nails both parts. She's but. great. I mean, she's working as hard as people in our medical system work, which, yeah, maybe that is what the movie's about. But uh, but yeah, again, that, I think they took the long road to get there. Um, I think it maybe would have been a little more to the point. Yeah, but. Um, I think I'm ready to pivot. There's one. Oh, there's one more. Thing. Oh, yeah, one more. OK. Yeah, I just because uh, Christine Taylor is in the movie. Christine Taylor who I love, who is uh, a delight, who is a delight, who is a genuine like comedic icon who is in a ton of movies. Some other ones that I'm sure we could do on this show, but also a lot of great stuff has done a lot of very Brady sequel. Yes. And like is hilarious, is likable. You know, she's been in Seinfeld. She's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, She's great. I don't understand why you cast her to play a woman who can't talk. It seems like an utter waste of her. Well, yeah, I think it's why do you cast her to play like. I bet you if they just let her run with Botox woman, that she would have been a lot more interesting than what she got to do. Right. That's what I'm saying is like you you have 
a Ferrari of a comedic talent and you're keeping her in the garage of not allowing her to speak right. or do anything. You're driving her in city traffic. Yeah. Uh, that's a, Where you're never getting out of second gear. It's a bit of a pained metaphor, but, uh, uh, but yeah, like I just, I, I didn't want to get out of this portion of the show without mentioning. No, that's a good, but that is well worth bringing up. Yeah. Like just, I, cause I was so excited to see her and then I was like, Oh, that's oh. that's that's all she's gonna that's, get to do in this movie okay. yeah uh and anyway. it's a funny enough premise i think if this movie had steered more towards farce yeah uh, yes but yeah i do think there was more that she could have done or like i don't know do do something do like a um you know silent bob or like you know any of those that kind of dynamic of like maybe she doesn't talk the whole movie until the very end when like and then face. reveals the truth about the medical system in America. Yeah, yeah. or so it would, like gives the the speech that unites everyone or something. Like, yeah, there's something you could have done there, but like, yeah. Uh, also, I guess I'll just say this now because this is not a silver lining, but we mentioned Davenport at the beginning. Definitely did a poop pass on this movie. Like, that was very clear. Yeah. I just want to note that that was very clear. There was a lot of jokes about poop in this movie. So they got the poop doctor and he did a poop pass. Yeah. So I just wanted that noted. I feel like that's a thing like kind of it's either the the maligning or the the praising of movies. But this is ever since Davenport pointed that out. I think we should be tracking that. So, yeah, I feel like the poop pass is is worth noting. Yeah. And I still think it's the craziest that Good Burger didn't have a poop pass. That movie is full of surprises. I think it is. And again, that's another movie like I was saying with Christine Taylor that kind of does that ending like monologue that changes the way that you think about a character that has been established a certain way up until that point. Right. Yeah. All right. You know, I think that th there's a lot of ways they could have used her better. I would agree a hundred percent. Okay. But yeah, I think we can pivot. Um, we already said it, but might as well just echo it. Chelsea Peretti knocks it out <laughs> of the park in this movie. The, the, the <laughs> biggest, I think my biggest laugh in the whole movie is when, she gets all tough girl at Kat Dennings after she leaves about after oh, yeah. she gives the speech that we listen to. She's like, you want to go? Yeah. You got problems. <laughs> yeah. Which even um, then, then they do a gag reel at the end, which clearly she's like improvising different stuff. But she, she, she says something too about like, oh, well, I'm taking your silence as acknowledgement that I like basically I'm taking I, your silence as consent as consent. Yeah. She's like, oh, I feel terrible about saying that. <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, yeah, I mean, she was very funny. That character, yeah, perfectly defined. I don't know why it cracked me up. Just the, like, there's something very hilarious about the specificity of this choice and this number. But when they're sitting down to dinner and she's asked us that everyone has to say 15 things that they're thankful for. <laughs> Good choice. Like, just, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that character. You know exactly who that character is uh, and is a great type of person. She was person. the school character that everyone else should have been. Yes. Yeah. Just great obstacle to put into the movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I we said it to like, I mean, like really just in general, I do. I don't want this to be a cop out, but like, I do think this cast is good overall. Like, oh, I, yeah, I, I think it's sure. a very well cast movie. Uh, big, you know, we're big Malin Ackerman fans, big Kat Denning fans, Aisha Tyler, like, yeah. Ryan Hansen is good. Jane Seymour is great. Yeah, I, I would have done without the accent for Jane Seymour, but that's my personal preference. I think, I think she should have. I think she just should have done her own accent. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why she had a Swedish accent. I don't know what that added. Because it to wasn't them. there enough. 
but no. I, I will agree. But I say other than that. Yes. No, but I just the mom that wants to sleep with the ex-boyfriend and just how terrible she was. Yes. Right. And she was perfect casting for that bit. I also uh, there's a moment where she is carrying Malin Ackerman's baby. And it's the way that Malin Ackerman's character describes it is like a handbag. I don't even know if that's correct, but it's just her arm is like around the baby's She's waist like a duffel bag really yeah like a duffel bag and like and the thing is it's the real baby i one i just applaud the audacity of the choice because that is a real child that she's nonchalantly holding but it's very funny the way that she's just holding this baby like like just kind of dangling it in her arm like to show that she's a terrible mother yes uh but that made um, me laugh no, that was that was good. Uh, I liked the uh, the dating game asides of the lesbian suitors. Yeah, I think that again was closer to the kind of movie I wanted because it, it it weirdly stands out because it's such a, a big fun choice. It's reality breaking. Yeah, it's reality breaking in a movie. In a grounded that, movie. Yeah, in a movie that is way too grounded. Um, I do. I was trying to see if I could find the name of the baby. But just while I'm thinking about it, that baby was great. Like, yeah, good baby. Just good baby. Very charismatic, very engaged. Like, you know, I mean, it's obviously uh, a crapshoot with like putting a baby in a movie because here's the thing. Babies don't know they're in movies. They're just babies. So, yeah, this baby just babied the hell out of it. But he he was very like bright eyed and engaged and, and fun. And every time they cut to him, like he he seemed like he was having the time of his life. So I, I enjoyed the baby. I also enjoyed the baby. Um, I would like to see the baby. <laughs> that was me when I was watching. I turned into uh, uh, that character from The Mandalorian. I don't remember his Werner name. Werner Herzog. I mean, Werner Herzog, but he hasn't. I was trying to remember the character name for some reason. But yeah. Werner Herzog. Yeah, yeah. He's playing himself. Uh, he only plays himself. But I no. Would like I to see the baby. Yes. But yeah. Uh, no, and I, I love the dating game thing, too. I think, yeah, that they, they need, like you said, they needed to dial in a little bit more to, like, Cat Denning's engagement with it like even if she was like swiping them away or something like she just seemed to not react to it and I wish that she had. right like she had like the initial introduction with the three girls and then that was it yeah um I also it was kind of funny that two of the girls got together in like kind of in the background I liked that that it wasn't front and center yeah yes um I really enjoyed the FaceTime conversations that Kat Denning had with her with family. Her family. Those were all hilarious. The who I'm guessing was her sister, I think, like who was kind of behind the chair. Like that dynamic felt so real to me and so funny to me. Like the way that yes. she's like making faces and doing gestures uh behind everyone else's back that only Kat Denning can see. The whole weirdness of what was it, Uncle Sal and Aunt Anna, and the fact that apparently late enough in the the evening with enough cocktails she will go into a story about giving him a hand job like <laughs> and then the fact that that pays off later when she just facetimes cat denning during the story <laughs> to hear it uh which also that's a good sister is what that is yes like i i thought that that was great of just very true to like sibling dynamics uh very funny all the stuff with her family felt right to me and like really funny to me um so yeah i enjoyed that i 
man, there's again, I guess it's just in general, I will say that I, I, I like a gag reel. If we can be clear about I one do thing. Too. I love a gag reel. I enjoy a gag reel. I thought it was really fun in this movie. Uh, Karen uh, McLean, who played the Lyft driver, was so funny in that gag reel that I wish that they had used more of her. Yeah, no, she was like the couple of cut scenes they showed of her were really funny. Yeah, it seemed like she had probably like a lot of material that they didn't use. Uh, But yeah, I really enjoyed her. Um, Always going to enjoy seeing Wanda Sykes and Margaret Cho pop up and things. Yeah, and Fortune Feimster, also a funny comedian. Yes. Uh, But yeah. As the fairy gay mothers uh, telling her there's no place like Home Depot. Which was a weird thing that like... I really loved that idea too, but then it didn't, it was another thing that was just kind of dropped. Like it, you, you thought that was going to pay off in some way, but it just kind of fizzled out. Right. Uh, but yeah, enjoyed them. Um, I, I did enjoy, um, Jack Donnelly's performance a lot and just the, the, like, him just ending up shirtless and him uh, just like his insecurities. Uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed that character a lot, too. Like I, I was. with. Yeah, that. no, I think I think he was. He was a character that, like, I think played it honest, real and grounded, but should have because he was kind of the absurd, most absurd character in the movie besides Chelsea Peretti. Yes. Yeah. No, it made sense uh, for him to play it that way. Like, I, yeah, I liked that character a lot. I again, I thought it was a little odd. The just, I don't know, the, the end of the movie sort of decides that she's, I guess, breaking up with him. I don't know. Like, it that uh, that was all a little weird. Uh, but again, we're not focusing on the end. But, like, I enjoyed him. To, and I, you know, and I enjoyed the two of them together, which I think you were telling me uh, before we started that that's, like, in the IMDb trivia that I guess the two of them are together in real life. Yes, and but Acumen. they did not meet on this movie, so we can't give that a silver lining. Which is a shame. But getting to work with your spouse is, I'm sure, fun. Yep. So yeah. that counts. Yeah. Yeah, this is just like... I think the big takeaway for this movie is it's just a lot of missed potential. Yeah, you have a very funny cast who, you know, probably... Is you, very funny in the movie at times. Who's very funny in the movie at times. I think what got in your way was, like, the constraints of, like, you were trying to keep it grounded and you were trying to... uh you know, like the story that you were doing, I, I honestly think if you had just done a more improvised movie, like if you just decided that these were the characters and you just filmed them and then you like let the end sort of organically happen, I think you might have hit something uh, there. I think I think, yeah, just just let the reins completely loose and just let these people uh, let them go. Like yeah. give each character, their sort of general motivation or goal and let them play out how to try to obtain it. Yeah. Because I think everyone's funny, and I think they were funny throughout the movie, but then I think the the actual plot got in the way of what was working <laughs> in a weird way. So that's, yeah. yeah, that's what I'd say. So, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I, I Thank you for listening. I'm thankful that all I'm of you are... I'm thankful for our, all of our listeners. Yes. Um, the, like, yeah, and I, I hope you're all having a wonderful time, and... Um, I hope you're playing this around the table on Thursday, even though it comes out on Monday. Yeah, I hope you waited. I hope you waited until Thanksgiving. We didn't tell you to, to share do that. this this particular episode with your family. 
which is how we intended it. Like we're we're hoping that fa- because like look, you what do you you what do you sit around the table on Thanksgiving and talk about politics or talk about your lives? No, you could talk yeah. about here's the thing. You can all watch Friendsgiving and then you can listen to this episode and then you can have a discussion about how we did and about how the movie did. And um you know, I think that's that's beautiful. I think that sounds a lot safer than bringing up politics. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. So, wh- listen to the app, or know that the app is out there. Yeah. Again, apologies. Apologies for not saying this at the beginning, because I mean the <laughs> the paradox of this is you could only hear us saying this after having listened to the whole episode. Uh, but hopefully somehow, maybe you accidentally skipped to this part, or maybe, maybe just like the universe somehow told you this. And what's weird is maybe you did this and now you're listening to this and you're like, whoa, like, you know, wouldn't that be a great magic trick? I'm going to assume we did that. I'm going to assume that all of you just somehow knew to wait until Thanksgiving and you had watched the movie and then you played it for your family. And then you had the best Thanksgiving that you ever had. And I'm going to assume that happened. And uh, please don't correct me if it was otherwise. Yeah, because there's one thing I know about our listeners is they are playing the episode The Incident Drops most of the time. They can't wait. Like, just they are staying up all night, checking their feed, refreshing it for hours and hours until it pops up. And then... If it's three in the morning, I don't know what time these shows post, but uh, whatever time it is, they're just playing it right then. Just bleary eyed, like half asleep. Uh, and then that's how they wake up and then they attack their Monday that way. Yeah. And then um, but this week, you know, maybe they had something going on, some busy something. Well, they're probably, and... Maybe they're flying across the country. Maybe they're off work. You know, maybe that's more usually part of their morning commute. But they yeah, they changed it up this week. And they said. Hey, family that I haven't seen in several months. How about while we're sitting down to dinner, we listen to the latest episode of my favorite podcast. And their family said, wait, hold on. What podcast is that? And then they were like, well, everybody simultaneously goes silver linings playback. And then they were like, whoa, I didn't know you listened." And they were like, oh, God, no, I love it. I love money plane. I assume that's what happened. Yes. Then they motorboat the son of a bitch and have the best Thanksgiving ever. That's what I hope. We motorboat the son of a bitch. I mean, if you thought I didn't have that clip ready, I always do. And I I applaud you for testing me, Andy, but you know it's there. (laughs) So remember, (laughs) have a great Thanksgiving, motorboat those sons of bitches, and uh, we'll we'll, I'll be back here next week. But next week, you better listen on Monday or else I'll be furious. I'll be so mad. Silver Linings Playback is a production of HoboTrashCan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hey guys, it's Sean. And Carter. From Potato. Salad. Marmalade. Eight. 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 Potato Salad Marmalade. Another podcast here on the Peak Sloth Network. Check it out.